Hey, Yogi, Sarah Burchard here, and you are listening to Yoga Unplugged Conversations, a show dedicated to helping you make tough life decisions so you can lead a happier, healthier life. The team of Yoga Unplugged and I have just recently launched this podcast. This is our second episode. We want to support you when you are feeling down or stuck. Our hope is that with every show, you will learn something helpful, be inspired, and feel like you have a new sense of direction. On this show, I interview high vibration thinkers and healers who have something impactful to share. We believe that when you surround yourself with positive energy, it enables you to rise and be the best version of yourself. And in turn, you inspire others to be the best versions of themselves. We want you to feel like you can turn on an episode of this podcast anytime, day or night, and feel better, like hopping on the phone with your best friend. I am super excited to dive into the topic of today's show, which is the evolution of spirituality. Today, my guest and I will be exploring the nuances of the spiritual journey, what that means, what it looks like, and how to navigate it with grace. I was in my early 30s when I first started dedicating time to spiritual growth. I started by going to yoga classes, and then I enrolled myself in a year-long holistic health program with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. When I got to Oahu, I started taking my spiritual growth to the next level when I met Jennifer Reuter, the founder of Yoga Unplugged. It was because of her that I started a path of self-inquiry and was finally able to establish a daily meditation practice. From there, I have established a solid morning routine that involves meditation, journaling, and reading inspirational books on spirituality and self-development on a daily basis. I eventually started working with a spiritual business coach, bringing spirituality not only into my personal life, but into my career as well. I can now honestly say that I live and breathe a solid daily spiritual practice and incorporate it into everything that I do. But it's not always easy and can sometimes feel esoteric, which is why today we're going to break down how this process works. My guest today is Laura Christine Mansfield. Laura Christine is a musician, an internationally certified kundalini yoga teacher, a master Reiki teacher, and above all else, a teacher of self-empowerment. She is also the host of not one, but two podcasts, Tidbits and Light of Conscience, Conscious spelled C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E, as in conscience. Her message is that no one can empower you but you. And when you learn how to tune into yourself and honor who you really are and what you really need, you become healthier, happier, more confident, and more successful. Laura Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. What a wonderful intro to the show, to your path, and and to me too. Thank you. And I have to say, no one has ever said Laura Christine Mansfield out loud. Okay, well, there's a first. So that was cool. So when we met, we were working at an all-day spiritual business workshop led by Natasha Lindor called New Beginnings. I was cooking and you were there as a musical performer, singing and playing guitar. And you came up to me at one point and said, I have a podcast and I want you to be on the show. (laughs) I was like, who is this chick and what is this podcast? (laughs) Anyway... Long story short, I came on, we had a wonderful chat about reinventing yourself, and I love talking to you so much that I wanted to reciprocate by having you on our show. Oh, thank you so much. That's such a really, really an honor. I, I love to talk, and 
And I love to talk about the, these kinds of things because as you said, it's not always easy to be in a spiritual journey. <laughs> so making um, it a little lighter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And side note, Laura Christina also helped me figure out some of the logistics that comes along with starting a podcast. So also thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. I want to start, if I may, by having you explain to our listeners what the words going on a spiritual journey mean to you and what yours has looked like leading up to today. For me, the spiritual journey is kind of more of a, a lifelong path of awakening and continuing to learn and grow and incorporate what you're learning and living it out. Like you mentioned in your introduction of your own journey, how now it's like a, you're living and breathing your spirituality. Where when we start, that's, not, I mean, we're living and breathing something else. So we don't just all of a sudden, like, you know, flip a light switch and we're totally different. We go through these processes. And I guess that's what I'm here to talk about in general. But as a kid, I'm going to start all the way back. You're going to hear my whole life. No, <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> As a kid, I was very hard on myself and I was incredibly self-critical. I was a perfectionist. I just wanted everyone to be happy. And I know a lot of people out there can resonate with that. But eventually I started to make decisions based on what I really wanted. And honestly, my first one was not playing volleyball in college hmm. because I had played volleyball since I was 11 and I loved it. And it was, it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And and I played like year round, you know, and, and went to national tournaments and things as a kid. It was really a great experience. But when I was getting older, I kind of realized that I didn't want to do everything how my sister did, <laughs> which she played uh, volleyball in college. And I was a little shorter and this is a total tangent, but I decided, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I really think that was the kind of start of me realizing that life isn't always just one way. And then later on in college, I decided to try a yoga class. And this is where the spark of curiosity rose up in me because when I went to this yoga class, it was in a very loud space. It had moved from the dance studio to the, like within the rec center. So it was loud, a racquetball court. So it was also very echoey. <laughs> Mm. And, and everyone after the class, literally, even the teacher said how bad that was and that they're never doing that again. And I was kind of confused because I was like, I am going to go to sleep and take on the world right now. Hmm. I felt so aligned. I felt, I didn't know that was what I felt at the time. I just knew that I felt calm and like I had energy and in hindsight, I know I just let my nervous system rest for a second <laughs> and, yeah. and focused on myself, but I, I, I can't tell you the strength that I felt. And from that moment, I mean, I kept going to yoga, let me tell you that. But the, the spark of curiosity got really strong and turned into you know, more of a flame that I couldn't ignore. Once I graduated from college and got the job and had the house and had the husband and had the things that I thought you know, growing up in the Midwest, this is just what you do and that's how you're happy and that's how you live your life. And I just was not happy at all. I was depressed, anxious. It, it just, I wasn't happy at all. So then I 
I saw somebody who I knew taught yoga and I said, how, and I, the way she just was in the world, she, it was like, she floated. I said, how, how do I learn how to teach yoga? I got to do this thing. Hmm. And that was the real start of my spiritual journey was when I really stepped in. So like you, it was yoga mm-hmm. and I have not looked back. That's the start of it. I don't know how much more you want to hear. I could probably talk for days on my spiritual journey. So if you have certain like things you want to hear about, that might well, be best. Well, I, I am interested in your work. Um, you believe that there are five stages of the spiritual journey. Can you share with us what those five stages are and break down what each of them looks like? Yes. So the first stage is what was happening to me at that time. It was the curiosity. Curiosity happens either to us, basically, like something happens to us that just makes us think, okay, this isn't it. Like this isn't all there is. There's more. So a lot of times that's an illness or, uh, you know, a loss of a loved one or a move that seems out of our control and maybe sometimes that spark of curiosity rises up from within. So in my case, I feel it was more one of those instances that very first time. And what happens is if we don't move into the curiosity and if we don't allow ourselves to ask those questions, that's when we can get into that space of depression. But when we do, then we move on to the next stage, which is discovery. And that's where we get to start. You know, we keep asking the questions and then we start to find answers and we start to discover that, oh my God, there's way more than I thought before. Yeah, now, a lot of play in this stage. There is. There's a lot of, it's exciting, but it can also be really quite confusing. Mm-hmm. And as with everything good, there's always a, you know, the other side of the coin. And the other side of the coin for discovery is victim mindset. Because if you are starting to realize that there's so much more than you were taught before, it can be kind of easy to fall into that kind of poor me attitude of why didn't people show me this way before? (laughs) Like, how come it took me so long to find this when it's been present all along, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I I know I went. Everybody has to figure out their path (laughs) on in their own time, in their own way. And it, yeah. And it's, it's true. It's sometimes it's, it's so clear. You're like, what, this was here the whole time. Like, (laughs) what? Why didn't anyone say anything? Like you said, why didn't anyone say anything? But maybe they did and you just couldn't hear it because you weren't there yet. Yeah, that's, see? Mm -hmm. So don't fall into that (laughs) victim (laughs) mindset because it is perfect. But I also understand how frustrating it can be when you're discovering this stuff and finally feeling like you fit somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And and all it would have taken was someone to show you that way. But yeah, so discovery is where you're really starting to ask and find answers and reading everything you can read and, and just really soaking it in. I mean, you know, you're learning everything you can learn and it can be overwhelming. Um, you might feel like you're one foot on this side of the world and one foot on that side mm-hmm. in two different worlds. And so it can be kind of frustrating your friends might start changing or thinking that, you know, you might just start to kind of cut some ties in the discovery stage. So it can be a challenging time as well as super fun. Mm -hmm. And then 
as you continue to read and grow in that, I just said the the third stage is growth, where you are starting to really incorporate all of the things that you're learning into your life. So you're trying a lot of different things. You're trying stuff on, see how it works for you. We can get uh, trapped into processing in this growth stage as well, or even fantasy. Growth happens a lot. We need our minds, you know, in order to incorporate the things we're learning, in order to actually learn the things we're learning. And the mind is so powerful that we can actually kind of just stay up there and think we have all the knowledge and all the wisdom because we've been reading about it and because we've been practicing with it. But there's a difference between having that knowledge and actually embodying the knowledge. And that's also something that we just need to go through and learn as we go. And we will eventually. Yeah. Eventually <laughs> you, you start to be able to tell the difference between yeah. okay, I'm just book smart on this top topic or I am actually living this. Because when you're actually living it, you're able to start catching yourself in the moment and making conscious decisions before you say something you'll regret, do something you regret. And yeah. That is the difference, <laughs> at least in my experience. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I have an example too that I'm not, you know, so thrilled with myself about, but it's part of the growing process. And I was learning so much about nutrition and, oh, like, like you, but I, I didn't go to school. I just had friends that went to school and I hung out with them all and about vitamins and how, you know, some vitamins just actually sit there and don't get digested at all. And I was visiting my parents at their lake cabin and my dad was going to take his centrum silver or whatever it was. I probably can't say that. (laughs) Edit, (laughs) edit out. (laughs) He was going to take some vitamin. I don't know what brand it was, (laughs) but it was like, you know, one of the kind of cheaper, not, not very natural made pills. And I said, you know, you're not even absorbing. (laughs) I I can't even say it now with a straight face, but I just like, you know, dad, you're not even absorbing that now. It's not going to, you're not even going to get the vitamins out of that, (laughs) you know, kind of in this just rude way. (laughs) And I didn't mean it rude. I meant it from my heart of, you know, that stuff doesn't work, but that wasn't very kind well, and he, and, you, know, he didn't necessarily have like the education to back that statement up or the experience, you know, the work experience, like, right. To know that that was true. I mean, there's a lot of websites that will tell you things and a lot of people who believe things, but you know, there's a fine line between, uh, science and I hate to say this because I mean, it, it, like I'm, I'm very much into, you know, eating a whole foods diet and living in a very natural way. But um, sometimes people can over-exaggerate the, the benefits or um, on the opposite side, the, the negative aspects of certain things because they don't fully know. I wholeheartedly agree. And I'm really glad you said that. And I'm really glad you said it that way. So that is something too that, you know, I've really found a balance in because I went, well, living in Oregon, it's really easy to get fresh, organic, everything, no matter what you want, it's there. Mm-hmm. And moving to Hawaii, interestingly, it was a lot harder to find that. It's just a different one. It's different growing options here. I mean, it, every, 
you know, you think, oh, everything grows in Hawaii, but it's really hard to find organic carrots around here, like that are grown here, you know? So one, I kind of swung in that direction. And as you can tell, when I was talking to my dad about this thing that I didn't really know, I just heard and I thought, oh yeah, that sounds good. So I'm just going to spread that (laughs) message everywhere I go. Two, I've, I've relaxed so much about my diet and eating. And, you know, I really think that just through my experience, I've heard, you know, 80% of it is diet and 80 and 20% of it is exercise about like weight and health and stuff. But I I think a hundred percent of it is hormones and are they actually working in your body? (laughs) Because if your hormones are balanced and working, you're going to, one, you're going to want to take better care of yourself. You're going to want to eat the things you need to eat. But also when you do eat them, they're going to be processed. Where I was a vegetarian for five years and I gained weight and my thyroid levels were low. Now I was out of balance. So yeah. I, and, and I wholeheartedly believe in a vegetarian diet. And I also wholeheartedly believe in doing what your own body needs for your own body. And so I had to basically tuck myself into, it's okay to eat meat. I need it. And, you know, there can be arguments on both sides of that. I'm not really here to argue, <laughs> but I have to do what I know I have to do. So, yeah. And this is, I mean, this is, you know, we're talking about the growth stage here and this is a perfect mm-hmm. example of the growth stage, which is kind of doing these experiments and figuring out what's working and what's not. Exactly. Exactly. And this is perfect segue for the next stage expansion, because when you find what does work, if you are, and I work with way showers, I work with people who are the teachers, are the people that want to, you know, do podcasts or or spread the message out of light, of love, of living in this higher vibration, you know, in a, in a grounded way. So that's who I work with. And if you are that type of person, the next stage for you is expansion. And that is when you start to speak out and you're not just doing the internal stuff. You still are, but now you're sharing it with others. This is where you, in, in the growth stage is where you kind of take your trainings and, you know, get certified to do the certain things like Reiki or yoga or nutrition. And then the expansion stage is when you go out and share that, whether it's creating a business or whether it's simply doing Facebook lives or Instagram lives, or, you know, getting yourself out there in some way, a YouTube channel, that's kind of the expansion stage where you're really saying this isn't enough just for me to know this stuff. I need to share it. Sometimes our ego can get in the way in this stage in two different ways. Again, so there's the expansion, which is this light, you know, it's a free feeling. And then there's ego, which is the other side of the coin. But ego kind of has two ways that it trips us up. And one of them is that we start to think that we know everything and we are just the best ever. And (laughs) we're like, if it weren't for us, what would the world do? Okay. (laughs) We all know people like that. Maybe we've been there, maybe not. Uh, You know, that's one way that ego can kind of present itself for us. The other way, probably more common to your listeners, definitely more common to the people I work with. The ego will say, you have no idea what you're doing. Why? No one wants to hear this. Nobody cares. Everyone already knows. Why are you doing this? You suck. (laughs) So So that's another thing that can help, that can not help, that can hinder us in our expansion stage. 
but we still do it, don't we? Don't we, Sarah? We have to do it, don't we? Well, yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's not just like starting a business or becoming a yoga teacher or that. I mean, it, you're showing up that way to your family, your friends. I mean, any, even if you're not a public figure, you know, you're still expanding out into your own personal network. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're not preaching. You're just being, you're just, like you said, embodying this new spiritual growth that you've just gone through. And exactly. just by being who you are, you teach others. You lead by example. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're not preaching, but if you are, just beware because your ego got in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to check yourself. <laughs> and it's okay. Again, it's, it's okay. It's like, that's okay. That's part of the journey. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Just where do you want to go from here? And that brings us to cocooning the next stage, which I love because when we expand, we, and this is everything goes through cycles, right? Mm-hmm. Expand, contract, expand. I was going to call it contraction, but that just doesn't sound right. Sounds like you're in labor. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> well, in a way you're giving birth uh, right <laughs> well, we're we're preparing to so so when you're when you're in that expansion stage you can actually overextend yourself many of us do we almost always do which is again not a bad thing but there is always a time just like fall comes around every year there is a time to come back in and to reassess and to focus and to really tune in what is in my best interest right now right now. Okay. Because before obviously something else was, but how about right now? And we, and we get to really comfort ourselves and that can actually be a trap because we get so comfortable that we never want to go out again. (laughs) We just stay in our little cocoon wrapped up in our blanket, but it's a really important time. It's really important to take the time to cocoon and to just let things kind of, I want to, I don't want to say let things go because it means like totally just let them, let them go, but let things take kind of care of themselves and see how they're moving through their own cycles and really allowing yourself to decide what's fulfilling for you now. And then the whole journey starts all over again. Well, yeah, exactly. From the beginning. Yeah. Because when you're there, something that spark is going to rise again. And it's going to be completely different probably because you've already been through the first cycle, but that's why I call it the evolution cycle. It's not like you're going from point A to point B and then, Ooh, boom, you're enlightened and you're done. No, then you just start again and we get to go through the whole circle again. And you know, it might not be as cut and dried as that first time through. I feel like the first time through these are the stages and it's pretty much, this is how you're going to go through it. After you've done it a couple of times, you might go from curiosity to growth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) because discovery might be super fast or you might read one thing and be curious about it and be like, Oh, I'm going to embody that right now because maybe Mm -hmm. you're more tuned into your intuition as well. Mm -hmm. What do you believe is the most important thing to remember when you're starting down this road of spiritual growth when you're starting down these five steps? Well, this might sound a little contradictory, but it really helps to keep in mind that nothing matters. There's a way of looking at life where everything has importance and everything is, it needs to be a certain way. It has to look a certain way. This is what it has to be or it's wrong. And it's not, it's not true. And I believe, especially in the West, we're kind of taught you have to get, you have to do it this way. You have to get these grades. You have to look a certain way or it's, it's not right. And, and that's not right. It doesn't matter. 
if you're curious today or you're curious 40 years from now, it doesn't matter. If you're discovering something right now or you're never going to discover anything in your life, it doesn't matter. Like we put importance on things that aren't important. Just be right here right now and breathe. That's the other thing. I was like, should I say nothing matters because I know I'm going to have to explain that or should I say breathe? But I think because it helped me so much when I started my yoga teacher training, my first one, my teacher said it, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. And it hit me like, oh my God, that's true. I have a uh, good friend of mine who's actually going to be on this show very soon, actually. Her name is Darty Wesley, and she always says, I don't mind what happens. And that, I think that's mm. along the same lines. You're not going to react to what happens. You're going to let what happens happen and accept it and move from there and not make a big story out of it and not make a big deal yeah. out of it. It's a lot about not judging because the second we judge, we're stressed. So it doesn't matter. So that kind of leads me into my next question. What are some of the other, I I feel like that's like one of the potential traps like on this journey. What are some of the other potential traps that can occur and how can you overcome them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I talked about about a lot of them during the stages about, you know, the victim mindset and, you know, fantasy. Then I think getting too serious about stuff is such a sticky trap because it's really easy to get really serious about this stuff. Yeah. And, and also not give yourself a break about it too. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. You know, I was really, really, I'm doing this. I'm going to put this on my story somewhere, but like give yourself a break and be okay with it. You know? Yeah. You don't have to do everything Forgive perfectly. Yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You don't have to be this enlightened person walking around doing your like your perfect daily routine every single day. Sometimes you're going to need to go out for a few beers or sometimes you're just, you know, take a day where you're lazy and like lay on the couch all day. And that is just part of life. And that's going to happen. You know, we're talking about like the, um, the traps that you can fall into and how to get out of them. And I think those, that's a really important thing to talk about it is the trap of falling into this false sense that you're doing things exactly perfect so that you can live this life that will bring you joy and happiness just all the time. And that's just not reality. Um, it's not. Yeah. And I think the best measure of how you're doing, like, like if you're, if you're really wanting to assess, okay, how am I doing with my spirituality here? How, how happy are you? you know, how light do you feel? And, and how, and do you let yourself get sad or angry too? And then after that's over, how, like, do you, are you okay with that? Do you accept the fact that, yeah, I just lost my shit and that's okay because yeah, that feels really good sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, I've done it too. And then I, and then I'm like, oh geez, I could have handled that a little better. You know, but then what do you do? You do, I mean, here we are in Hawaii. Ho'oponopono, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And just mean it mm-hmm. and let that energy do the work because you know, like, oh, I'm human. And that's where me. the spiritual growth comes in is the acceptance mm-hmm. and then the, the moving forward and growing from that experience and really paying attention to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pay attention, love yourself, forgive yourself. You know, nobody's here to be perfect. We all already are. 
when I think about spiritual growth, I connect it to things like relationships and <laughs> finding inner peace and, and career too. In yep. fact, one of the books I recommend, and this was recommended to me by Natasha Lindor, who was the business coach that Laura Christine and I worked with at that retreat. One of the books that she has given to me was called Spirit Means Business by Alan Cohen. He's actually, mm -hmm. I think he lives in Hawaii. And um, this book completely reframed how I thought about business and what a su successful career looked like. The book and her, but um, it really links spirituality to prosperity. Mm -hmm. And um, I credit every work experience I've had in the past few years to my spiritual journey. I feel like I would oh, yeah. have missed opportunities. I would not have been able to get through the turbulence that sometimes comes with collaborating with others so gracefully. Um, I would have chosen jobs for the wrong reasons and been miserable with them if it had not been for spirituality and, and my yep. spiritual practice. And I want to read one of the quotes, uh, one, a quote that I read of yours, Laura Christine, because I think it, it applies here. You said, just because we're good at something doesn't mean we have to do it. Uh huh. I'm curious, what exactly do you mean by this? And how do you apply the five stages of the spiritual journey when it comes to your work? Let me tell you what I mean by just because we're good at something doesn't mean we have to do it. Mm -hmm. People know what you're good at and they're going to ask you to do it. You might be really good at customer service, but maybe that's not the job you want, right? Just mm -hmm. that, that's a simple, simple thing, way of seeing it. I, I mentioned I was, I don't know if I mentioned this. I was recently in the cocooning stage and it was awesome. And now it's awesome that I'm out too, because, because I gave myself the opportunity. But during that time, I realized I'm really good at some things, but I'm really good at seeing, and I'm really good at gatherings and like helping people, um, spread the word about stuff and, you know, being myself on live video. I'm just, that's just natural for me. But I realized I was doing so much of it that it was draining me. And even though they were all, they're all fun things to do and I enjoy all of them, they were taking energy away from my path, which is teaching self-empowerment, teaching how to navigate through this evolutionary cycle. And I had to start saying no, just because I'm good at something doesn't mean I have to do it. And just because you're good at something if it's not filling your soul, if it's not nourishing you, you don't have to do it either. So I feel like we tend to feel obligated to do the things that we're really good at because yeah. we're good at it. But well, and we, get, not... we get comfortable, right? We, we're like, yeah. we're good at this, so we're comfortable doing it and it's not that <laughs> yeah. hard for us. So we get stuck and then we start to become miserable because you're like, well, we're not really fired up about this thing anymore. Maybe you're yeah. bored, maybe you just kind of fell out of love with it and you kind of get in this trap of, well, I don't know anything else. I don't have any other skills. I don't, you know, this is all I've ever done. This is all I've ever known. And that really binds you. Um, it really does. Yeah. And it really it, it prohibits growth and, and also kind of closes you off from what you could potentially give to the world that you aren't right now. And maybe you're giving a lot to the world by doing what you do right now because you're good at it but what if you're even better at something else and you don't know it and people are deprived of it because yeah you don't take the time to figure it out yeah and so what you're talking about right now these questions that you're asking these are the kinds of questions that people will start to ask themselves in the stage of curiosity 
mm. where, okay, I've been doing this. I'm really good at this, but I'm not be getting fulfilled. This can't be it. And then that's when you get to start to ask the questions and the questions are going to move you into discovery and discovery is going to move, move you into growth. It's a self-sustaining cycle, you mm -hmm. know, or spiral. It'll move you when it's basically when the evolutionary spiral is ready for you to move, it'll move you and it might be fast and it might be slow, but you can just trust that if you stay with the questions and you stay with that curious spark, if you keep that curious spark throughout, it'll let you know when the right time is to try something new. Right. You keep applying, you know, you're in the discovery phase and you keep, you know, learning and then you're in the growth phase and you keep applying and, and soon opportunities will unfold and answers will reveal themselves. Yes. And they do. And it's magic when that happens. Mm -hmm. So I, I would really highly, if anybody out there listening is just kind of getting started in, in their spiritual journey, just keep asking the questions because yes, the people around you will change. Either they'll actually change or there will be different people around you. And it can be kind of unsettling, but you will find your soul family. And it is, it is incredible when you start to meet the people that your soul came here to meet. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. And you will. So keep keep going. You know, I, I really think that you had it. When you allow yourself to cycle through, the answers will come. And it's not going to look like you thought it was. It's just not. Yeah. It, it can be so much better if you let it. But whatever vision you have for your perfect life, hold that vision and don't be attached to it because something better is out there always. It can always get better. Yes. So things don't don't look like and you also, think they're gonna look. And also challenges will arise and things will flip it on its yeah. head too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> think you're going along swimmingly and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, great. I, uh, I exactly. just lost my job. Anything yeah. could happen at any moment. So always be prepared and always accept whatever outcome comes. But yeah. you know, keep your keep your eye on the prize at the same time. Yeah. Just, you know, it's the feeling that you're going for. You know, mm -hmm. it it really is. It's not the it's not the outside appearance of whatever it is you think you want. It's how you think that's gonna make you feel. So just do the things that make you feel that way and you'll be led to more and more of it. That's a good point. I mean it, it, that's you know very um you're focused on your values rather than the outcome. Yep. Exactly. And that's your boundaries. Your values really are your, they set your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you feel like you don't have boundaries, check into your values. Do you know what they even are? Right. And that's, what's going to make you happy in your career and, and in your yeah. life is if you're living in alignment with what you value, because yeah, if you aren't, exactly. it's going to be really hard for you. And I think that's why some people are comfortable, you know, taking more risks because they're, they're, they're valuing the growth they're getting from it. They're valuing the learning they're getting from it. They're valuing maybe being poor for a little bit, you know, just to having that experience. Whereas some people, they don't want to do that and that's totally fine. So they'll go for a, a career that is just going to be steady income all the time. And that is one way to do it. And it's not right. And it's not wrong. But I know for me, I, I can't, <laughs> I just can't, I have to follow my heart and I'm allowing it to lead me to where I need to go. And I will say, whenever I've needed a job, I've had one. And 
since I moved from Minnesota, well, since I quit my jobs in Minnesota and I moved out to Oregon um, in 2011, I have not applied for a job. I've just gotten a job when I needed them. So that's my, you know, that's my particular story. A lot of people, of course, they want the job, they see the job they want, they apply, they get it, or they don't because something else is better for them. But it's, it's a trust. It is a real exercise in trust and faith in yourself. Yes, it is. And it's scary sometimes oh, yeah. um, because you do need to make rent. <laughs> exactly. Especially here in, uh, you know, in Hawaii on Oahu. <laughs> it's not like we can just live free. Uh, maybe we can. Maybe we, I don't, don't throw that out the window. <laughs> That's an option. But, but sometimes we want to pay rent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Laura, Christine, I want to wrap this up by asking you to tell our listeners how they can find you and work with you if they're interested in diving deeper into their spiritual journey. Definitely. You know, everything really can be found on my website, which is lightofconscience.com. You know, that has the podcast that has the community on Facebook, which I'd love for you to join light of conscience. And that's free. And, you know, it has more information about the five stages and everything. So just go to lightofconscience.com. It's not consciousness. It's conscience like Jiminy Cricket, right? Those two <laughs> words can, those two words can get confusing. So that's, that's how. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Laura Christine. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. You're, you're a gem. Thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from all you listeners out there. So please let me know what you thought of the show. And if you have any topics or questions that you'd like me to tackle on the show. The team of Yoga Unplugged and I are here for you, so please let us know. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation with us, you can subscribe to our newsletter at yogaunplugged.org. Find us on Facebook at Yoga Unplugged by Jennifer Reuter. Reuter is spelled R-E-U-T-E-R. Or connect with us on Instagram at yoga underscore unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. Namaste.